Welcome to Schoolboy and the Dropout, a tale of two trainers, where we talk about lifestyle, fitness, health, and wellness, all while having a ton of fun. Enjoy the show. I think in this episode, the, uh, the listeners, viewers, I think they deserve to know who we really are, why our information is credible, and why they should actually listen to two teenagers about the fitness or whatever one teenager talking about i am a teenager yes you're 21 oh that's true almost 22 yeah yeah not that's a teenager true. anymore yeah you're not a teenager anymore okay well one teenager and then one really old motherfucker he's lying okay fuck the name of the dog <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> so matt why don't you go ahead uh say your story I think the biggest influence that uh, that was on your life is when you got kicked out of your house. Yeah. Would, would you say that? Yeah, 100%. All right, so you go ahead and start with your story, and we'll just uh, go from there. Okay. Um, so I come from a, a poorer home. Um, we had moved around a lot as a kid. Um, my mom doesn't really spend money well, so um, obviously I got kicked out because of these reasons, right? She just had poor decisions, and me being the child I was, I was trying to help out, and Tried to give her some money to just make things at ease and uh, ad nauseum rather than all all the crazy shit that was going on. We weren't having water paid for, right? Couldn't take showers some days. Some days we we're, were, had electricity off, shit like that. Um, but it sounds all bad, but, like, I know there's people that are going through a lot worse, so um, keeping things in perspective there. But um, so at the age of 16, I got kicked out. Um, I had done some things in school that got me to a point where I had OSS, and me and my father really never connected. Um, so we had lost connection you, after the divorce. Why don't you go ahead and say what OSS is, just okay. for some people that okay. don't know Okay, some people don't know this. If you're not in, not in high school yet, sorry about that, kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Out-of-school suspension. So <clears throat> I had out-of-school suspension. My mom was led to believe that I wasn't a bad child, right, uh, just based upon that. Um well, then she calls my dad to try and have my dad take me away um, and get her out of her house. And I don't really have a good relationship with my dad. I haven't had a good relationship since about 10 after the divorce. Um, so didn't really want to go with him. And that was really her only option was to get me out of the house. So um, kicked me out and um, tried to get me off, like try to get me all fucked up from work, like try to get me make me quit and see i didn't know that yeah I, I there's, didn't a, know. there's a lot of stuff I, thought, I, 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 I just thought like she kicked you out no, just because i didn't know no. that she was led to believe that you were actually a bad kid yeah and... she had all these like like false assumptions she just when I mean, she's bipolar and schizophrenic so she had a lot of, oh, okay. a lot of things were going but on. is there something that you've done that really made her make up her mind and say okay you're out of the house they, they can't she can't well, just kick you so out like it was, knowing a mother's it was, heart it was money it was money right so she really was money crazy so she just abandoned you because she had no money well no she abandoned me because i would give her money right because the son it was i was like okay well i see she's struggling so i'm mm. gonna give her money but then she wanted more and more and more and more so i gave her more but then i was like hey i need my money back <clears throat> i got it back and then i right. got it back and she claimed it was her money i drafted her account blah 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 Whole big ordeal. Why, why did you want your money back at that age, though? I needed a car. I was riding my bike four miles to work and four miles back, and I had found a car on Craigslist. I said, okay, if I need this money back by the end of the month. Was it your month of six, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if okay. I don't get it back, then um, you know, I'm not going to really get this car. So I really need it back by the end of the month. It was like the 15th of August. Um, so I, I told her, hey, by the end of August, I really need to get this car. I test drove it on um, like August 30th. Then I asked for my money. 
she was a she worked from home, so I approached her in her in her workspace, and I get mm-hmm. now that you know hindsight twenty twenty, she really had to give me the money. She had no option. She was gonna face it like, hey, like he's not gonna leave until I give him his money, quote unquote. Like here's two checks. Go ahead and here's your fake money because checks aren't really money until you cash them. So okay, let's let's uh, go back to the part where she said she was led to believe that you were a bad kid. Yeah. Would you say you you were a bad kid? Uh, I had a lot of anger issues. I didn't really have good role models as a kid. You know, um, so I, I did have some pent up aggression and anger, but I think the so school you were system, a bad kid. Yeah, I mean for sure. In what people for would assume, sure. But yeah. I, I wasn't like a horrible child. I mean, I was giving my mother my, mother, my, mm. my money. You know what I'm saying? So I clearly had like like, the compassion and empathy for her in the situation she was in. Um, but, I mean, sure, yeah, I fucked around. Every kid fucks around, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't doing things I was supposed to. I was, I was sneaking out of the house and shit like that. But every kid does this, you know what I mean? Like, if it, I, I know, see, I've never snuck out the house. Oh, really? Yeah, honestly. No, oh, never. shit. Yeah, I didn't know that. So, um, I guess, yeah, sure, I was on the more edgier side of, of childhood. Um, but does any child deserve to be kicked out of their own house? Probably no, not. no, you no, know, no. I don't, I don't, I don't think... I don't think, like, it was the good decision for her to kick out of the house. Yeah. But, I did, like, when you told me that story in the first time, I, uh, I've i always was like, well, why? Yeah. There has to be a backhand story. I just never asked you because I thought it could have been a uh, sensitive subject for you. Yeah. But I now mean, that you're it, saying it out there. It's kind of vulnerable for me, but, I mean, like, at the same time, like, you a bitch. know, you know. Yeah, I'm a bitch, though, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, <laughs> let me go into this deeper. So, <clears throat> you know, she kicks me out, and, um... I, I had got the cops to come back because it was a it was a bad kick out, right? She she brought me to the bank after after the whole money situation. So she brings me back to the bank and she Holy wants her shit. money. Yeah, she went crazy. Um, brings her back to the bank, wants her money. I said, no, I'm not going to get it. I started walking to work. She comes out, drives, like literally while I'm walking, drives up on the sidewalk with mm-hmm. her car, tries to hit me, comes out of the car, tries to start swinging at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy, crazy shit. So um, then she's like, if you don't get in the car now, you're really kicked out and you're not coming back. And so, okay, so what mother like, would try to swing at their kid in know. public? I don't know. Um, but so she um, obviously kicked me out then, but I had all my stuff there, like my clothes, my, like, you know, everything, my shoes, all the, all, all my shit that I had necessities, right? The only clothes I had were my clothes in my back that were my work clothes because I was walking to work. I had to clock in at 12. This happened all, she walked, showed up at my ex's house at nine. And um, so I, I, I I'm fully in the mindset of, okay, I'm going to get my stuff back, right? So I had called the cops to do a civil standby. Basically, they just kind of walk next to you and make sure everything's all, all low-key, nothing nothing crazy happens. So uh, we walk up to the door. I knock on the door say, you know, we just knock on the door. I said, okay, well, let's wait a little bit. Nobody answered. Ring the doorbell. Then she finally answers. And um, she answers, and she says, what, what are you doing here? And I said, I'm sure to get my stuff. So I threw it all away. So at 16, I had to recreate my whole life. Right. And, like, start from scratch, which. Um, and at the time, you only had your work clothes? Yeah. That's yeah, nasty. so I had nothing. I had nothing but some dirty-ass shit on my, on my back. Um, so from then, I kind of got, like, the hard work and drive to do things and be a better person. Um, but that didn't come till later to really actually realize what a better person was. I thought better person would mean, um, you know, creating a life that was selfish because that's kind of how the mindset I was as a child was more selfish. After this point was like, okay, I can't care about anybody else but myself. Um, so that kind of made me think. Well, in a way, that, that we'll go into that more like later on, but in a way, in today's society of life, there has to be some selfishness in order for yeah. to succeed like no, honestly i 100 percent agree with right that. but the, the state i was in at that point was just it was too bad right right um i, I luckily enough had a had a, uh, a girlfriend at the time who i was with for four years mm. overall 
I'm not going to say her name. Shout out, you know who you are. But <laughs> um, I had I had a girlfriend who had supported me um, and actually took me to her home. So it was a good transition um, because her mom, her grandmother, her grandfather all really accepted who I was and like was like cool with me moving in. And they knew like your mom kicked you out or did you try yeah, to hide no, that? Yeah, no, no, no. They knew all that. They knew all that. That's why they're compassionate. Maybe they wouldn't have done the same thing if I was like, hey, can I move in? You know? uh, right. I'm pretty um, sure it would have been different. Yeah, for sure. So um, like great people. Really had a good support system there. But then I just took advantage of it and started being really selfish with it. Um, like, what do you mean? Like, what? how did you take advantage of it? Like, I mean, they're giving me, like, I didn't pay any rent. They're, like, literally providing meals. They're doing all this kind of stuff. They went above and beyond what they should have done. Um, I wasn't giving anything back. And really, I was just kind of focused on myself and how I could get more money. I could work more hours. Did I at do. any point cross your mind that, you ask them, be like, hey, you guys are doing too much. Should I at least pay rent? Should I at least uh, do the dishes? Should I at least, like, help out cooking, whatever? Did at any point cross your mind it to try and do mind. that? It crossed my mind. I never brought it up because I was like, I'm going to milk it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm going to milk it. I'm going to see how long I can let this live. Because that's, that's mm. that was my So, yeah, in. that is a bad selfish. I was I was in the survival mindset. I wasn't in, like, the, right. the, the mindset I'm in now. Um, so I, I really was thinking, like, okay, I'm, I need I'm to skimming by. Yeah, exactly. I'm skimming by. I'm going to do what I can to make sure whatever I have is really mine and I have it. Um, which, which is, like, it, it's a normal yeah. it's a normal mindset after being kicked out of your own household by your own mother. Yeah. Because then you're like, okay, well, if my own mother isn't going to keep me and try to help me out with my own life, then I will need to be selfish in order to survive. Right. So. Which I understand. Yeah. But, but, but it's a bad mindset to be in. You really oh, start, sure. you start being like really, really, really ungrateful for everything you have and everything would be around you. So, um, leading out of that, I, I realize now and everything that obviously I've reflected on and kind of dug deeper on, um, has led me to believe that all this happened for a reason. And I think that reason for me is that at a young age, I needed to grow up and I needed to really understand what life was. And it hit me in the face. It really did. Like I got kicked out and everything all of a sudden was like flipped on its head from that point on. Um, now I try and think back to that situation. Anytime I have a hardship and realize how easy I actually have it, how easy things are now. Because at that point in time, I thought my world was over. I like, I thought everything was going downhill. I thought there was no way to come back. Um, so, you know, I get hit with something stupid and it's, uh, there's no reason to freak out now. Like I have so much more things that I'm grateful for now because of what happened back then. And I've developed a growth mindset on that because I know that things can change very quickly. You know, like, like that's the only thing that's constant right now is change. You know, no matter what you break it down to is that's, change, that's, really, that's yeah. exactly what's going to happen. Um, and that goes for a business that goes for your lifestyle that goes for your people around with everything like that. Um, so I take that and I, I understand, I extrapolate that to, um, you know, I gotta be present and I gotta be grateful for who's around me because that's the appropriate way to live your life for me. Like, I think that whoever's around you, whether it's a client, if you're training, whether that's your friend that like you that I'm around right now, um, it's not taking them for granted. It's being really present with them and like enjoying the time now, together. So now I see, so Matt over here, like I met him at Lindenwood University. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my second semester of my freshman year, and like having him just saying that uh, the mindset that he is in. Now I understand why when I was friends with them, we kind of uh, clicked together. But um, like the biggest surprise that he took me by was how open he was to things and how uh, like welcoming he was. Mm-hmm. It's not like I've had uh, friends. I've met people at Lindenwood as well. But it took a while for me to feel that, oh, they, they're welcoming. 
even at the community college, uh, there are a lot of people that I spoke to as well, just because I wanted to get by. And I think like in college, it's good to have different people to talk to in different classes. Um, I didn't feel that, uh, yeah, this dude is welcome. Yeah. And I don't feel like whenever I talked to them, they actually cared about what I was saying, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, as soon as we, you and I talked, it was like, I've known you for a long time. Right. And I feel right. like you're just like that with anyone. Oh, and not just me. Yeah. 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 Anybody that meet. Yeah. Anyone that you meet. Because I've seen you like meet other people as well. And you were just like that as well. And I was just like, that's just the person he is. But at the same time, you know the type of people to actually stick around for longer. Right. And the type of people that you're like, okay, this person is not for me. I shouldn't keep going with yeah. them. Yeah. And that actually happened just just this recently. You know, I had a girlfriend who was um, just really was insecure about herself. A girlfriend, girlfriend, or female friend? Oh, no, girlfriend, girlfriend. Oh, like, okay. we're, we're, in a, we're in a relationship for a year, and um, we had been committed. We moved in together. We had all the nine yards, but mm, I had... Uh, you can't uh, say her name, though. Oh, yeah, no no shout-outs for that one. No. Oh, you, <laughs> you, no you, you, you know who you are. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, uh, no shout-outs. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, we were in a relationship, and actually, it's funny enough you said that, because um, she just got insecure, and she was putting insecurities on me, and she just wasn't prepared for a relationship, I think. Um, obviously like nobody teaches that in classes. They don't teach you how to act and how to, how to behave and how to really develop a good emotional behavior and cognizance and like really understand who you are and like at the, uh, develop a, an emotional capacity and like all this kind of stuff. Nobody ever teaches that kind of stuff. So I understand why she was there. Cause I was there at that one point too, but, mm. um, she had all these insecurities. I felt like she wasn't trusting me and she just had these like misapprehensions. I was cheating on her and she worked, she was a nurse. So she worked night shift and, um, things just didn't go well because I'm the type of guy, like, I do appreciate who you are and I appreciate like everything that's going on in your life. But at some point in time, I can't take that. Like th- that's not healthy for me. Like for me, I, I don't think it's healthy to... for the relationship at all. Oh, at all. Not at all. And it just made, it, it puts too much stress on her as well. Cause yeah. that mental thought all yeah. the time, she's yeah. like, well, every time she's at work, that's on? all she's thinking about. And all right, right. sleeping. So it's like, <laughs> you know, and then that would, that just create a distance. Like I'm a, I'm a guy like solitude and, uh, I like to just really just take some time for myself. I think everybody should really do that. And oh, I think for that sure. it's a very important thing, but um, she just did not like that. And that, that created a bigger distance. And then obviously I wanted more solitude cause I was feeling more enclosed and then that thing just blew up and um, obviously it, just, it wouldn't work. But um, yeah, I think that that for sure is a great statement, but so now going into what I do now, um, well, let's let's say you want to save that. You want to go through your childhood too. I don't have to go like through my childhood, but um, let's just save like how we got to where we are right now. But we just want like a little bit of background. Okay. But um, I just want to bring in point how uh your ex like the one you just talked about. She thought you were always cheating on her. There, there is um, it's a kind of like a psychology article, and then there are quotes that I've read before. I don't know how true they are. I honestly did not even read if it's from a credible source, whatever. But it was saying. If, like, your partner is thinking you're doing something bad, so, like, cheating, most likely they have cheated or attempted to cheat. Yeah. And now they're like, okay, well, if I'm going to do it, so what makes me think that my partner won't do it? Well, that's, that's a good it's, scenario. So she yeah. could have done that well, as well. Well, I mean, I know, just because I know her personally, but, yeah, I think right. sometimes if it, it could be like that. But for her, I know her personally. And, and for her, it was she always got fucked over in relationships. She always got cheated on and things like that. Um, and she never took enough time between relationships to actually understand that each individual is an individual. 
they're not the same person who you're just with. And I think that's very important for people to understand that when you're in a relationship, you're in a relationship with that one person. If you can't really take the anecdote and extrapolate that to your new relationship, there are some things that might be similar, um, but there's going to be a large majority that's going to be way different. You shouldn't take one person's word and what they did or action or anything like that right. and try and t- translate that to a new relationship. That's, that's what she did. So right, that's, right. that's why it just didn't work. She thought it was somebody else. That was somebody else who was cheating on her. And that's not why. And how long did that last? An entire year. So I, I, and the worst part is I brought this up. I said, hey, this will be a big issue if we don't change this. So I talked to her about it. Talked to her. We, I, mean, I, I was mentally coaching her and like really going through things. And so you were trying to help her. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, but you're going to help someone so much. And that's, that's, the same, that's the same thing with fitness. Like you have to put in what you get out. I can't go in and just change your body. You know, I, I can't, I can't do that. It's impossible. Um, and it's the same thing for any kind of mental issue or, or, or psychological or even emotional issue. You can't go in and change their actual like structure in their brain, for right? Sure. Yeah, um, they have really... to work through that shit themselves, you know? So it, it's, it's what she's going to put in, she's going to get out and I can coach her as much as I can, but it's, it's what she's willing to work with, you know? So, um, but would you like to explain kind of what, what, what your background is and how you got to where you are and yeah. what, what your uh, I moments mean, are? Basically, I uh, I was born in um, Iraq, Iraq. However, you want to say it. I like Iraq. Uh, that's what. That's how it should. That's how it is. Honestly, yeah. yeah One that's... ear in Iraq. Like you got, you got the ear there. You got the tits down here. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Uh, let, let's try to uh, keep you with our stories right now. But um, yeah. Uh, moved to Jordan when I was 11 months old with uh my mom and sister at the time, I believe. My dad had to go, if I remember correctly, he had to go to, like, Dubai or whatever at the time, Emirate, uh, like, to get the stuff together, get work together, try to have uh, money and stuff. Grew up in Jordan most of my um, life until I was nine years old. Um, in Jordan, we did not live, like, in the best neighborhood yeah. or whatever. It, uh, I was just talking to my mom about it, actually, uh, yesterday. Like the Muslim ghetto? Not really Muslim ghetto, but it was, it, it was just, it was, uh, like, it, it wasn't, like, the best area, you know? Yeah, It was yeah. kind of like how we have the hood here. Yeah. Basically like that. But the biggest thing, and I think that's what shaped me into the person I am today, is how my parents, like, my mom and dad, they worked so well together. It's crazy. It's crazy how my dad took care of going to work every day, make money, and then my mom took care of being at home and uh, keep us in check and like do the household stuff, blah blah blah. Um, and then like they're they're with that like people are like, well, which one was harder? Was the mom world harder? Was the dad world harder? You can't really compare it. They're each individual struggles. They're exactly they got challenges and things you have to overcome in each person. Exactly, exactly. And which is why like I, I'm shaping to the person I am today. It's because my parents worked as a team to mm-hmm. keep us together. And in Jordan, their public schools is not like public schools here in America. They're complete shit. Their education is complete shit. You hear, like, their fights, like, literally every single day. You gotta walk the, through an x-ray to get in school? Basically. Yeah. The teachers... The teachers... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The teachers don't care about your education. So he, he did everything he could to get us to private schools. So um, we kind of, I kind of lucked out on that part. Like having parents that always cared for me, that that was like the biggest um, thing in my life. And then, uh, and then th- there's a process called like the UN, whatever. That's how you uh, for immigrants to come to the United States. 
Uh, first time we applied there, most of the people were actually Arabic people. Mm. And the funny thing is, they didn't want success from people that were in Iraq and coming to Jordan. Because it was just like the whole thing, how racist people here are like, mm. you invaded my country. Same thing with them. They were just like, you invaded my country and now you're trying to go live a better life in America. Mm. They think as soon as you're on the plane go to America, you're about to be this millionaire person. Which is not true. No. Right. America has a bad perception about any kind of people from that side of... Exactly. It's, so that, that, they're thinking way opposite of what we're thinking here. Exactly. And so, we got denied the first process. And then, um, fast forward, um, like, my dad was super pissed, blah, blah, blah. He was like, I don't want my children to stay in Jordan for the, for uh, our whole life, obviously. He wanted a better future for us. And then, uh, one time, our TV just broke down. So we called up someone to come in to fix a TV, and then the guy just randomly asked about uh, us. He was just like, why are your children still here? And they, my parents were like, why? And it was just uh, all about, like, your children would do very well in the Western culture, so like America. Mm. And that was just weird. It, apparently, to a lot of the Arabic people there, they said that we act like, as children, we would fit better in the Western culture. And Did they say at, why? They They just said, like... Based on movies and stuff, they mm. they said that we would... Uh, so kind of like just like what they thought what of they what thought. Americans are. And to be honest, I think I'm fitting better here. Because mm-hmm. thinking about how I would be there if I grew up there, I wouldn't fit very well. Like, honestly. But, and then he said, yeah, there's new management in the UN, blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, he was right. We went, applied again, uh, got accepted to come here. And this isn't like an overnight thing. The whole, like, process probably took another four, five, six years, if not more, mm. for us to just come here. And, like, to tell you about how bad that neighborhood is, one time I was just literally walking to the store, and I just got uh, someone out of nowhere in front of me uh, trying to fight. And I was like, what the hell, dude? I don't even know you. He just, like, started uh, pouring water onto me, and then I, I went home, told my mom that we just went over to their house. And good good thing is, like, the parents of that guy, were they started beating him up. Like, they whooped his ass right in front of us. They got the AK out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not the AK, but they whooped his ass right in front of us. So, I was just like, hey, yeah, fuck you. That's what you get. <laughs> Don't do that shit anymore. So, that's how I ended up here now in USA. Um, obviously, we had our struggles here mm-hmm. before growing up to where we at now. I mean, until now, we're not the richest people. Mm-hmm. We're definitely not the poorest either. But, like, my dad had, we, five children. In the household, uh, he's paying for my sister's college, um, paid for my books last semester for college. So it's definitely not easy to come up with all that money. But now that I work and make more money than I did when I worked, the biggest load that I took off him is him having to worry about paying for everything that I need. That's a big load. Oh, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, for sure. But, like, the, you know how I am a soccer player, yeah. and uh, basically all my brothers are, and, like, my soccer stuff, now I take care of it. Mm. Like, shoes, yeah, I can buy $50 shoes, but they can rip easily. So, I have to buy the higher-end ones. So, having to work, make that good money in order to pay for that, it, it was like, even I felt relieved. Because now, because every time I asked my dad for it, I was just like, oh my god, I don't want to pay that, but I have to. And he know like he even he tells me he's like if you need the money you have to tell me he's like that's my job my job is to take care of you right now until you're able to take care of yourself 
So having good parents, so we're like the opposite. Hundred percent opposite. We are hundred percent opposite with this. Like I have parents that support me I in the household. Said, fuck you. Yeah, you, you parents, <laughs> now, when you told me, I was like, what the fuck? Your your mom literally said, get the fuck yeah, out of here. My, my dad said, peace out. I don't give a shit about you, but your sister, I'll I'll keep in contact with her. My mom <laughs> said, okay, fuck you. <laughs> get out of my house. Right. Which it was it was it's crazy. Yeah, it's complete opposite. That's for that's sure. Really, honestly, crazy. But now that I'm older, like. And being out and stuff, when I get text messages from... Before uh, you continue, yeah, uh, I want to ask, when have you started working, how much care do you think you built? Like, like based upon you not working, you're just kind of like asking him for money and just going over that. And then comparing that to when you started working, did you feel like you built a lot of character out of that? Oh, for sure. I think I compare... Well, I don't compare myself, but I see how my older sister grew up and how mm-hmm. I, I grew up completely different. Mm-hmm. And the biggest... Part is because I worked a lot earlier than she did. When did she start working? She didn't start working until I think like her second year of college or something. Holy crap. And th- there's a reason for it though. It's not like she did it on purpose. Yeah. My parents told her they don't want her work. They want her to focus on her studies only. And they'll provide for her. You just got good parents. Exactly. Just yeah. good parents. But her having not working, I don't think she built that stealth and character and integrity Mm-hmm. To go on and try to find stuff on her own. But me, like my first job was at 15. I worked at Six Flags. Mm. Not the best job. And outdoor in the heat, rain, cold. Well, not cold because it's in the summer. But Free membership though. Oh, for sure. I, I can, <laughs> Right. I could go in for free and bring a friend in for free. And if you guys don't know, Six Flags obviously is a huge roller coaster park. So uh, as a child, I bet that was probably a fun, fun job for you. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It, it was fun until it was too hot. Or it started raining. But you come from Jordan. It's pretty hot there. Yeah, but I was a kid. When you were a kid, <laughs> when you were a kid, you didn't really when think about When you were a kid, you just have a heat stroke. You don't care about that. <laughs> no, it's not even that. When you were a kid, you're just out there <laughs> having fun, you know? You go from being hot to heat exhaustion. To heat stroke. True, 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 true. <laughs> okay, but you don't but, know any of that. Yeah, you're right. But go ahead and continue on to your, uh, your path. All right. I, I worked at Six Flags, and then um, I've had plenty of other jobs. I think after that, actually, no, maybe before that. I'm, I don't remember, but I worked at IHOP for uh, mm. 30 minutes. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, That's you told me about that. this. Um, Great story, by the way. Uh, so I, I applied at a IHOP. I spoke to the manager, and he said, we'll get you His dad drops him off. On Monday. My dad drops me off uh, 20 minutes into the shift. I, I, was, I applied as a busser, and then they told me that I cleaned the bathroom and uh, the dishes. <laughs> I called my dad, and my dad says, I haven't even pulled up in the house yet. What do you want? And I said, I quit. I just said, Dad, drive right back. He drove back. I thought he would be mad. He just looked at me and laughed, and he said, I told you. He knew, like, I would quit. Just so you guys know, this guy's a huge germaphobe. 100%. I'm not a germaphobe. You 100% are. I am not germaphobe, no, but I hate... I'd do anything but clean bathrooms. Honestly, (laughs) honestly, I'd do anything but clean bathrooms. I can't do it. Okay, but continue on how this uh, whole thing shaped you. Oh, like... I know what it takes to make a dollar. Mm-hmm. I know the value of a dollar. Um, I think before working, when my parents gave me money, like as a salary, you know, like in whatever, to buy snacks at school, whatever, I spent that like it's nothing. Mm. My friends would ask me for it, and I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll buy you chips. I'll buy you that. Right. But when I started working and making that dollar, I was like, look, this thing is way more valuable than just a bag of chips. Right. If I don't... It's like sometimes I buy snacks just because... I want to, not because I was actually hungry. So do you think that people who go to strip clubs and just throw ones, do you think they've ever had a job under the age of, uh, you know, 16? 
that's a that that's a that's a, that's a good question, right? The, the those they might have, but then they got to the point where they're like, now I just want to have fun and I have so much money that I want to show off. Hey, that might money. be true too. Hey, if you're a stripper, uh, I mean, if you're, if you're a strip club goer out there, let us know. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, I, I'd honestly like to know what it's what it's like inside the mind of someone that goes to strip club and just throws all those ones, you know? Yeah, just go to Pornhub. Okay. <laughs> okay. Shout uh, out. Shout out Pornhub. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, that it, like character, stealth, integrity, the value of a dollar, like those were my biggest things. Um, that's that's basically my back end story. Right now, I am a. Uh, a college student at Lindenwood. I'm trying to be a physical therapist at the end, but we'll see how that goes. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll keep you tuned on that. Yeah, one. we'll see how that goes. Um, Me and Ali had a conversation, uh, and this this kind of leads you up to where we are now. Yeah, we had a conversation about um, college and is it worth it, and why should we do it, and what's what's the what's the value behind it, and why even think about it, right? So. Um, we met in college, obviously, so it established at least one thing, a good friendship, right? And now we're here and we're, we're celebrating that. But, um, you know, did it really, um, and is it going to really enhance what we're doing? We'll find out later in some future episodes, but, um, I think it's funny, um, this conversation because we had actually talked to each other and you brought up right away, you said, Man, I'm quitting. I'm, I'm, I'm quit. <laughs> you said, I'm, I'm going to quit college. I said, man, I've been thinking about this for a long time. We just started to like, dude. Oh, right. That's so funny. It's funny because uh, like, whenever I brought up that topic to my mom, mm-hmm. she thinks it's uh, you brought that idea into my head. Exact opposite. It's it, it's the exact opposite. You walked up to me. You said, do I think about quitting? It, yeah, it, it's funny because um, like, you actually acted upon it. I haven't still acted upon it. I'm, yeah. I'm still going to go there. Still debating. Yeah. Deciding. My biggest thing was soccer and work. Um, I I was an athletic training major, and then we have, like, this thing, clinics coming up, and then my classes weren't ending till 3.30. My work started at 3.30, and then I was like, I want to make money, but I still want to do soccer, and I want to balance it with school. So, if I had to get rid of one of the three, at the time, it was definitely school. Yeah. I wasn't going to give up making money, and I wasn't going to give up what I really love and passionate about, which was soccer. But if I could find a way to balance three, then I'll definitely go ahead and go for that. So I don't have a problem with that. Do I like school? I really don't. <laughs> Very anticlimactic. Okay. Honestly, like with all, I can't, I can't lie and say, do I, do I like learning? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I read. I listen to podcasts. I like to mm-hmm. learn. I like to know new things. And I don't just learn about fitness. Mm-hmm. I like to know a lot of general things like, uh, learn about um tv shows learn about cars learn about uh gyms whatever it is right uh but do i like sitting in class being tested on material at the end no i, I don't i just don't like the environment of school at well, all what it sounds like is you're answering your own question you know the question of should i drop out of college and it sounds like you're saying yes because that's a college format sitting down in a classroom Going over lectures, the thing is, getting tested, memorization, thi- that's all it right, is. Right, but the thing is, I want that degree. The, like, I, I know I've told you that um, I, I hate school and I would grind through it, but that degree at the end, I still really want it. There is value, yeah. It's not even just because I want that degree. Like, I really would love to have that degree at the end. I think you should tell the audience about that, how, how, how we kind of had the conversation about your family and 
how you don't want to make a disappointment and all this, all this going to that. I don't. Okay, so that's a good topic because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of parents and uh, students might be like going through some of that stuff like this and yeah. think it's a disappointment, whatever. So kids, high school kids, college kids, if you're ever afraid to bring up that topic to your parents and you think they're just gonna yell at you, look, just go ahead and go for it. Talk yeah. to them about it. Spit it out. Honestly, spit it out. I know it's hard. But the more you keep it in, the more you're going to hate yourself, the more you're going to be stressed out, and the more you're just going to start performing so bad that they're going to see you right through it. There's no hiding it. And the biggest thing is, like, would you rather tell them why and they, like, say, okay, go for it? Or would you rather bring home bad grades all the time and they're just getting yelling at you, yelling at you, yelling at you more? So just think of it that way. Maybe that'll help you make a decision to talk to your parents. But for me, it's not like a disappointment thing. Um, like my dad has his bachelor's in physical education. My mom had to quit school. She had to quit school because she had to take care of her mom at the end. So my grandma at the time. So that right there, like my mom values school Mm -hmm. so much. She values the degree so much. And my dad, same thing. They just value it so much, which is why they think we should go to school because of its value. And I can't blame them for it. There is a lot of value for a yeah. degree. There really is. What they might not see right through is the debt and the time and the tests and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I just hate the process of it. Yeah. And honestly, if there was a way to skip undergrad, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. I don't like grad school. I really don't care about it. I think I'd enjoy that process a lot more than undergrad. Yeah, so, um, obviously he's still in school, but, um, let me put you on my perspective, okay, so, I dropped out, um, made the decision after we had this conversation, and, um, we just were talking, and it was funny, because I was like, man, you know, after talking to you, I feel like I really do to drop out, <laughs> and, uh, you know, of course, I'm, I'm a man of my word, I have the integrity of, of <laughs> he said of, I'm a man of my you word, you know, yeah, that's what I'm saying, right, I said, okay, well, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm, I'm just going to drop out because did it, yeah. I did because, um, let me, let me, let me talk to you about this. What is your purpose, right? What do you want to do with your life? And that I'd asked myself a hard question. Um, you know, for a long time, I thought to myself as physical therapy, when I first started college, actually for my associate's degree, um, I didn't even know what I wanted to do. I was going for a liberal arts degree. I just went because I kind of had that expectation of, hey, next step is college. So right. I went, figured out along the way, kind of like most kids are doing right now. Um, so I went. And then I, after I had been there for a semester, I thought to myself, oh, I'd like to do something, you know, kind of gardening around, uh, you know, kinesiology or the study of movement and, you know, kind of going to nutrition, maybe something like that. Right. So looked into it. Um now I now have my associates in exercise science or kinesiology, whatever you want to call it. Um, I achieved that degree, and then I was like, okay, next step. You know, it's like the next stepping stone is undergrad. Um, so I applied, got in, and um, took a semester of the athletic training school, um, and then just really started to really ponder my life. You know, because um, back since I was the age of, I would say probably 15, I've been really, 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 really deeply connected with exercise and physiology and wanting to learn and know and study the body. Um, so I always knew I had a really good passion for that, but I didn't know there was a really good job that could actually bring purpose fulfillment. 
and um, I had always been looked at it, looked into it and thought about it was personal training. And um, unfortunately, the girlfriends I had over the years didn't like that idea. I'm sure that um, other personal trainers out there can relate and other other girls might relate too, right? You That's think, probably a reason to. Too. Yeah. You think that, okay, my, my boyfriend's going to be going out and he's going to talk to women all day and he's going to train them. I don't want that. So that's exactly the mindset they had. And it was, hold it's on. A, Before you go on with that, try to hold that thought, but uh, there's something that you kept saying is the next step, next step. Yeah. So they kind of go back to the podcast that we did talking about if college is worth it and how society is um, shaping us up. You, uh, like you kind of said it, society is shaping us up like the next step after high school is college. Mm-hmm. After that is grad school. After that is master's. After that. Mm-hmm. So they kind of shaped us up like this is the only route to take for your life. That That's just a point I wanted to make. No, no I like that. I like that. Um, so I had... Um, been talking I, I i was talking about how i was going through like kind of the process and, and and just kind of like just taking that little steps right like i said and um you know i i really started to think about well okay my girlfriend doesn't want me to do this so i shouldn't do it but i really want to do it and um you know they would think that i'm gonna go out and talk to women but um that's really not the job right but I always want to do this, and I just always had that drawback from women that I was dating that they don't want to do it, and I was just, like, too committed to, like, I was like, yeah, okay, babe, I won't do it, but it was in the back of my mind. I'd always, like, been, like, it was just feeling another fire in my brain that was like, hey, you really need to do this, you really need to do this, you really need to do this. So, um, you know, I broke up with my ex, like we were talking about earlier, and I just kind of went into, like, thinking, okay, what am I going to do with my life, right? So, i already been going to college, things are going well, I finally got to the end of the semester, Cool. Well, now um, went on a vacation. Actually, we went on a vacation too that that same month uh, in May, and took a vacation. Went to all on the West Coast. I went to Oregon, California, and then obviously with you went to Colorado. Yeah. And um, nice. huge, huge opening for me to like think about was what do I do when I come back? Because at my job at the time uh, had fired me because I didn't show up for one of my shifts whatever, fuck you, you know, um, <laughs> that but... was hella funny though, when you told me, you say, so I had a shift that I didn't go to, and I was like, what, <laughs> it's funny, but, um, you know, so I didn't go there, and they, they fired me, good, you know, hats off to them, clap, clap, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, then I sat down, and really was like, okay, well, do I really want to go back, I was a server, so I was like, do I really want to go back and serve, um, I get treated like shit. People that are come in just really aren't there for a connection. They're just there for their food. This job can be automated. There's no point for it. No, I don't want to go back. So I thought to myself, what's the next step? Okay, so then personal training popped up again. That was a passion I had for a long time. Um, and I finally decided to go ahead and serve it. So I applied for the job, got the job, and I've been working that job. And then, you know, the semester was coming up, and I was like really pondering. Like, I was like, okay, well, I want to go for physical therapy. I want to want to serve a population that needs serving, um, and I'm now in my in my job setting now. I'm actually a specialist working on elderly people, working on people that need corrective exercise um, from accidents, scoliosis, all these all these different connections right. conditions. And imagine having the girl being jealous of that. Oh right. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're helping elderly hey, baby, people. Hey baby, hey baby, check what I'm doing. I'm fixing this girl's scoliosis. Like that. <laughs> right. You know. Um, but I, I I now I'm in the pace. In t- place and time, sorry, um, place and time where I can really um, have a good effect and really serve my purpose. Um, and deep down, it's inspiring people through movement and actually healing them through movement, right? So that's that's my whole purpose. And I really have to undiscover. I undiscover that. Sorry, discover that. Undiscovered. What the fuck is that? I discovered that um, 
back a long time ago, um, whenever I, I got this obsession with this whole field, um, and then ever since then, I've really been actually like going through and, and doing my job and doing it well. And I really appreciate, um, seeing the results from it that I, that I f- get the feedback, not only from the clients, but like just from my managers that are showing like, Hey man, you're really great. Like you've only been doing this for X amount of time. And I, I really like what I'm seeing. Um, so I really, I, I realized right then and there that if I can take off five years of wasted time and still serve my purpose and connect deeper and deeper on any level to any, any person I meet, right? Cause that was what we talked about earlier is that whoever I meet, I'm present and I really, really just am there to make a huge connection and I'm grateful that they're there. Um, I think I could serve so much more people in the five years and just honestly make better money than fucking dicking around with $150,000 of debt for a physical therapy degree. Um, I don't think you need to have a doctor in your name to really give you credentials and give you status. Um, because you are changing lives. Like a personal trainer is a life changer. And I want everybody who, who is a personal trainer to know that, that right. you do change lives. So, but okay. We say that about personal trainers yeah. and I, we would hope that there are a lot of personal trainers out there like that. But like ever since I've gotten into this field and looking at personal trainers, there's a large majority of scams and bullshit. They you know? don't care. We just talked about it after a yeah. workout. Yeah. They think that they're just out there to make their clients sweat. Because yep. a lot of people think sweat is hard work. Hard work means losing calories. Burning calories means, okay, I'm losing weight. Which is far, far from the truth. If that was true, everybody in the gym would look crazy ripped. Oh, my God. Everyone would look like whatever it is they, they want to look like. Because people aren't going to the gym and not working, right? They're not going there and not They're working. They're doing something for sure. Right. But right. are they doing the right thing? Exactly. And that's, that's why you need to have education and you need to have an understanding of how the body works to the, know that. The biggest example to that is when I started at my gym and then um, I saw the trainer and she was having someone squat and it was a barbell squat, okay. right? And I was looking at back? it. Front or back? Back. Back. Okay. Uh, back barbell squat. Um, and then I, I, was, I was looking at her while I was running the boot camp and I uh, just looked at it. I think it was my uh, second week, and then I was just like, she's not even correcting the form. Like, it was shit form, but she wasn't even making effort to correct it. Yeah. She might have been talking, and I didn't hear it, but it's talking enough. The best thing you could do is, like, strip off the weights and dump squat without it, because I could tell that person won't even have proper mechanics to squat without the weight. Yeah, I think that... Um... There is definitely a lot of a lot of misconception but, with what a trainer does, and that that is they take it for granted, really. That's right. What, that's what it comes down to. Let me finish though, and then I uh, went over and talked to my boss, and then he was just like, you know, when you're at the end of the shift, you're tired. Trying to make an excuse. You just want to uh, get through it, and then he was like, one thing for sure though is personal trainers don't criticize other personal trainers, which I don't agree with. Well, I think. I understand his point. Oh, because, I understand it for you've, sure. You've got to take this this step back because you haven't done an assessment. You haven't gone through and actually walked um, and seen what their intentions are because that's really what it comes down to is what is your intention with the extras you're doing, right? True, yeah. Because, yeah, sure, you could have a partial quarter squat. Well, are you trying to get their vertical higher? Are you trying to increase your mobility? What are you trying to do with that? Like, what's your intent? There's a lot of people that are, are in the gym and are exercising, and I always ask that question before I even walk up and correct their form or anything like that is, what's their intent what's with that? What's your point? Like, because what are you some to people do? do have good intent. Like, True. Uh, right now I'm trying to work this muscle. I'm trying to maybe increase my function in this range. Things like that. Like so, if someone's doing a quad squat and then exploding up, right. they might be, they have uh, better intentions than 
Right. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, it's really, it comes down to what's their intent and you don't know that. So that's one thing that I, Which I is do. Which is why I didn't actually go up and like criticize yeah, them. Yeah, I do have to tell you is that, that you have to know their intent, but you don't. Um, that's probably why he said something like don't criticize their, their personal trainers. But I think that there is a large majority that don't they really take care. Granted, honestly, and they just, yeah. they just, they're there for the money. They just yeah. think, okay, well, you know, if I work this many shifts and do this and that, and then make online programming and then it's all go this and that. And you know, it's a money game, right? For, for me, I know hundred percent, it's, it's a hundred percent caring about who I'm dealing with and trying to change their life. Like that's really my base goal. Um, anything less than that is unacceptable to me. I think that, that, that really should be your goal. If you are in this field, if you're not get the fuck out, you know, stop, stop, stop playing with bullshit. Stop selling bullshit. Yeah. Because that's, that's a large majority uh, of all false information. Just to clear myself. I like my boss and that personal trainer. She's actually pretty smart. Shout out. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. Like, cause I, I talked to her and stuff and she has a very well built physique as well for women. She knows what she's doing. Why are you staring? But it was just that one time. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there, there's okay, whatever. But um, hey, baby. There, there's nothing wrong with looking at someone and uh, saying they have a good physique. I guess. I look I at some not. men. I look at some men and they're like, oh my god, this guy actually has a good physique. I'm you know a little scared. He's, he's looking at me right now and judging me. Uh, yeah, you're fat. He's lying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this dude is at what? What is your body fat percent right now? Fifteen. Fifteen body percent. Yeah. And, uh, like, what, what is your, uh, muscle mass? You weigh it. You're at 209, right? Yeah, 171 muscle mass, right? Not bad, not 15, bad. 15%. 15%? Okay, not bad. Yeah. This dude over here, 0%. <laughs> no, I meant, uh, the athletic range of, uh, body fat, uh, what was it? I, I forgot. I, 8%? We just measured it. 8%. I think so, yeah, 8%. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Wow. Well, 80% muscle mass, I think. Uh, whatever it's it'd be ninety two percent ninety two percent yeah ninety two I'm but dumb. whatever whatever your weight is then yeah and then to yeah but anyways besides the point that that's honestly like uh that that's how we got into our field and all do you uh, want to talk about what job you're in right now and what you're what you're trying to do with that that's actually a, a good point um you haven't you haven't actually explained what you're doing now yeah I'm basically a trainer at a gym. As soon as I, I just need to actually be 100% certified. And uh, just to actually make myself credible, I think Matt will agree on that as well. I do know a lot about fitness and everything. The only thing that's keeping me away from it is the testing part. The testing. This dude, I've been, I've been, I hate I've been on his ass. He has been. On his ass for a literally reason, two months. There's a reason why I hate tests. You know what it reminds me of? college setting yeah i know i just hate it so much like having to go sit down like uh, this is honestly right yeah, now i know i know like having to go sit down circle the letter and then wait for results i, I think this kind of sense gives me but, anxiety like okay honestly. but check it out look you, you 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 take the test in this one you, you get the results right afterwards but, i know that's a good part yeah, about that yeah yeah but um yeah so he's he's he's, he's trying to be a trainer he's currently like in the established role of well, what's your what's your actual title right now trainer oh it's not is. a personal trainer oh okay, trainer like a dog trainer <laughs> <laughs> no i'm trainer i run the boot camp uh classes that we have at our gym uh i am the accountability coach i also do um sales at the gym yeah uh, my boss let me do sales which like that's a big shout out to him uh because he's letting me do sales i take measurements of clients as well 
that I make sure they're on track. I make sure they're nutrition as well. Um, like I keep track of a lot of the members, so it's good. The cool part of our gym is like we know all of our client names, especially the like I'm more the evening person, so I know everyone that walks through that door in the evening to do the boot camp hours. Yeah. So that that's a good gym, and that's what people really love. They're like you guys. Uh, like, we're one of the few gyms that actually know your name. Yeah. First and last name. Yeah. Not just first name. I know my I know my personal training client's middle name, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, okay. I, for my members, I know their uh, birth date, their house address and everything. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Can you top that off? No, I think that's valuable information. Um, <laughs> just in case you want to bomb them, you know, drop off a bomb in okay. your house or whatnot. All right. <laughs> but, no deportation. <laughs> But um, that's a good solid foundation of who we are. I think that um, you guys will get to know more of us as we go along. Yeah. Um, that's just kind of where we're at, where we started, and how we got here. Um, but what our goal here, what would you say, is to do? With this uh, podcast? Yeah. Honestly, like right now, the whole point of this, I'm not going to keep it away. We, I just wanted to establish our credibility I wanted the people to know who we really are, uh, the background we came from, if there are people out there that can relate to what we're doing, that are in the same circumstance that we are right now, and they can follow along our journey to see where we end up. Because um, this, we're not going to quit this Like after four or five podcasts. We plan on doing this for uh, like years yeah. to come. Yeah. If even we if we move. Yeah, even if we move. It's all like, going to work out. Yeah, uh, unless we die, then we'll stop. Sorry about that. Yeah. I'll continue it if he dies. <laughs> he does have a bomb strapped to him right now, just so you guys know. I don't. <laughs> In case some FBI agent out there listen to it, I don't. Oh, God, boom. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, but yeah, that's who we are. Uh, we are into fitness. We do want to start moving this podcast more about kind of fitness and lifestyle. Yeah, 100%. Mindset, lifestyle. And fitness. Overall, yeah, overall, like just it is going to be fitness dominant. Um, but I do want you guys to know that we're going to talk about openly everything, like everything's on the table. So, um, and just any, so you know, there is a lot of like swear words. So if, if you're yeah. kind of sensitive on that side, I'm sorry. Then sorry. Fuck off. You know? Honestly, like I'm not going to censor anything, but I think this is a good podcast for, um, Teenagers, mid twenties, people that are going through a good lifestyle. They it could even see. be for older people. That's too. what I was going to say. Also, you know? older people for fitness, for general fitness, because we will be talking a lot about that. Um, and I think it's safe to say, uh, coming from me as the trainer, I'm not uh, full certified yet. But my friend over here, he is certified. He's uh, taking good classes in at community colleges. He's pretty smart, honestly. And at this point right now, uh, I've let him do my programming yep. for, uh, I'm a soccer player and I'm letting him do my programming. So far, it's been working out uh, very well. So if there are athletes out there, um, if you guys like tell us your uh, sport, whatever it is you play, what kind of problems you're having, what you want to work on, uh, I'm sure we can answer a lot of those questions. Yeah. Would Probably you say that sure, too? For sure. For sure. We're looking forward to doing like some kind of Q&A. Oh, kind for of sure. Format. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to actually develop a Instagram and kind of make that a, a home base for you guys to ask those kind of questions and yeah. reach out to us. Um, but we do have both of our personal um, Instagrams. So mine's at ptcantrell96. So that's C-A-N-T-R-E-L-L-9-6. And over here is at Ali Sood. Seven. It's just Ali Sood. I looked, I looked the other day. It's just Ali Sood. Yeah, you lied. You lied. It's I a, did. It's I did lie. My bad. A-L-I-S-E-O-U-D. D. 
And, and it's it's my picture with a headband. So you, He's a bitch, though. But uh, look out for us, and uh, we'll, we'll be uh, putting more of these out, okay? Love you.